force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. Yes, and there is no escaping another Trexan Sci-Fi podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, your host. This is Podcast 349 for September the 18th, 2011. And uh, that was a little one of the trailers uh, over on YouTube for the new uh, Blu-ray release of all six Star Wars films, which has been burning up the Internet in the last few weeks, month or so, uh, since the uh, we got closer to the release and all these changes that uh, Uncle George has done to the movies once again and uh, all the people that are fans and and just about everyone has heard about this even people that are not big fans uh, have been uh, you know heard about some of these uh, additions and changes uh, it's been really being discussed uh, pretty uh, pretty uh, heavily let's just say probably more than it really deserves for the little tiny changes that were made anyway that isn't really going to be the main topic but i am going to comment a little bit about it since i picked up the uh the six pack uh plus extra discs uh on the on blue i was almost going to say blue dvd but blu-ray uh on friday when it was really september 16th so we'll talk about that briefly at the beginning of the show or so like i am now but the main topic, and I had debated uh, whether I was going to do a video or audio cast for this week. Uh, for a couple of reasons, I'm only doing audio. I kind of would have liked to done video, uh, but I, I recently had to redo the hard, hard drive on my main machine. I haven't quite got a good video editing program back on there yet that I like to use. Uh, I, I probably could have installed one and done it, but... Just haven't gotten around to it yet, and um, I'm looking for something. Might might talk about that a little. I'm thinking about maybe Adobe Premiere Elements. Want something that can easily export to an iPod or iPad compatible format. I can speak, yes. So that people who download the show can watch it easily, because those are those devices get used quite a bit uh, to watch the shows that I put out on video. Anyway, uh, so we're just doing audio. But the subject is, uh, if you're not aware of it, I I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I announced the upcoming schedules. But we're going to talk about the new fall TV shows, specifically new shows that are sci-fi or fantasy-based. I'm going to try to focus on just the new stuff. There are a lot of returning favorites, uh, and I'll probably briefly mention some of those. But I really want to focus on the new shows. There are quite a few, actually, this this year, uh, surprisingly, since uh, we lost 
lost a lot of shows too. But uh, those that's going to be the main topic for today. I'll try to uh, play some little trailer previews for the shows, give you a little brief overview of what what's coming uh, or what it's about, and um, a, few, a bit of my thoughts, and also try to give you a, a heads up on when these things are premiering. It's kind of a little all over the place. Some are premiering soon. Some have actually already premiered, uh, and uh, some are premiering uh, later in the season. So that is the main topic. Uh, we'll talk about that in depth and a couple of other things, including a big announcement uh, for the next Star Trek movie. So sit back, relax, and here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Okay, again, welcome to the show, everyone. I am Rico, and I really appreciate it if this is maybe the first time you're tuning in to Treks in Sci-Fi. I hope it will be enjoyable for you. For those that have been with me for ages, uh, welcome back. I hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, this has been a, a, a pretty average, I guess, week for me. Work was pretty okay. Uh, I've uh, seemed to... Uh, sort of uh, always don't have enough time to do everything I want to do. I've been playing a little, uh, doing a little more gaming. I'm starting to get into another MMO called Rift. Uh, I'm still playing a little World of Warcraft, but not as much. I'm really looking forward to a couple of games coming out in the next few months, including Skyrim, which is the next uh, Elder Scroll game from, uh, I think it's Bethesda that makes that. Also looking forward to giving uh, The Old Republic a shot, that new MMO, Star Wars-based, which sort of leads us into the first thing I want to really talk about is these Star Wars Blu-ray uh, discs that came out a couple of days ago. Now, uh, since I am such a busy guy, I haven't even broken the plastic off my, my set yet and had a chance to watch these. I, I'm going to try to watch them. I want to watch some of the extra stuff first, I think, and then I'll, I'll I'll dig through and watch each movie individually, starting in the order, of course, the way they should be watched, four, five, six, then one, two, three. There's no point, really, in my opinion, especially if you grew up on the uh, original trilogy of going back and trying to watch them, one, two, three, four, five, six. There are just too many things that happen in four, five, six that, you know, the reveals and things that it makes sense to watch those first. I think even if I was going to introduce someone for the very first time to uh, the Star Wars saga, I would have them watch 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. Just because I think you lose a lot of the impact of things that happen in 4, 5, 6 if you watched 1, 2, 3 first. I think of 1, 2, 3 as, as sort of actually like... And now let me tell you about the tale of the, of the past and of Anakin. You know, in other words, it's sort of a... A story time situation where you're you're learning about this. I don't think you know they they should be watched really one two three four five six. That doesn't just doesn't work dramatically. I don't think. But that's not really the main thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about some of what George has done again. Now, there are some pretty big changes. Well, maybe not really big changes, but there are some changes here to the movies and. 
I think I don't think I've talked a huge amount. I think I may have talked recently on a couple of podcasts. It doesn't bug me a whole lot. I don't quite get why he keeps doing this. It's almost become a joke, and it, it's kind of humorous at this point that he he's adding changes to these movies uh, at this point in time. You know, 30, 40 years. Not 40 quite. Uh, sorry, 30. Let's see. Are we 34 years? Uh, no. I can't do the math. Let's see. 1977 to now. That's 34 years, right? Yeah. So 34 years since the uh, first Star Wars film came out in theaters in 1977. But it's... You know, the tinkering and the changing and all. What I think the resistance is, it it, come, it boils down to kind of this. People have seen many of these movies, especially the original trilogy, you know, dozens of times, in some cases hundreds of times. Uh, so you get very accustomed to it in a certain form, in a certain way. And then all of a sudden there's something thrown in, a, a change in, in, in voice or a new quick little scene or some new effect. And it throws you. It takes you out of the movie, I think, and it takes you out of the experience that you're used to and kind of comfortable with. So it, it's, to me, very simple and obvious why people resist this, not to mention how whether you believe these changes are for the better or not. That's almost, to me, beside the point. I just find it, it jarring. I remember, for example, when the special editions came out. Now, that was probably the... George has been tinkering with these movies basically since they were they were finished. Uh, he even tinkered with them slightly when they were being re-released, the original trilogy, in the movie theaters. But uh, the biggest changes, the, the, I'd say, happened when he did the special editions that were released, you know, in the late 90s, prior to the uh, prequels being made. I remember going to see those in the theater, and, and it really disrupted my enjoyment, kind of, of the movie by the changes that were made. Now, I, I think maybe some of them kind of made it look kind of cool and kind of new and kind of different and kind of fun. I kind of like what he did with Moss Eisley and In a New Hope and all that. But it, it's, it becomes now a, a whole different kind of experience. And I guess if you watch the new versions enough, those sort of become uh, what you're used to at that point. But I, it comes down to that for me. I know when I get to sit down and watch these Blu-ray versions that the quality and the picture and the sound is going to be fantastic. And that's kind of mainly why I got them. I mean, I've got multiple editions of them on other formats and it's not like I need these things but I did want to see the higher quality on, on my big HD TV but it, I think it comes down to it's just people uh, don't like change and when you change something like that it, it really does pull you out of the experience and you, you go oh well there's something George changed I'm not watching Luke and, and Anakin or whatever that the happened you know Obi-Wan or whatever's going on in the movie now I'm watching George making the Ewoks blink or or whatever else he's done. You know, you guys have been reading and hearing about all this, so I don't need to tell you. And it's all over the Internet. It's all over YouTube. You don't even need to buy the movies. You can watch all these changes on YouTube even before the movies were released. So um, I've probably talked more about this than I need to because we've got to save a lot of time to do the main topic for today. So that's about it, really. Does it bug me a huge amount? No. I wish you would just kind of stop, though at some point. <laughs> I'm just like, George, I would have bought these if you hadn't made one darn change to the movies. You know, it's not like you need to do that to get people to buy them. I really don't think you do, especially when you went to Blu-ray. 
the the format itself should should have made people want to buy them to have such a high quality version of these you know very uh you know just the visually and the effects the these movies are really really of any film just about deserve to be on blu-ray uh just for that alone so that's it that's all i'll say i enjoyed the first episode of the clone wars on friday night too that's back so that was good um and I watched that. I didn't really pop in the discs for the Blu-rays yet. Like I said, I watched The Clone Wars instead that night. And the last night I watched other things, including a first episode of one of the new shows that I'm going to talk about here shortly. So that is enough on the Blu-rays. I'm glad they're out. I would have maybe preferred they didn't get changed once again, but that is the way it is. So next up, uh, I'm going to play an audio comment here. This is a, a clip that uh, Kenny, our friend from California, sent in. Longtime fan and listener of the show, forum moderator, and just all around great guy. And uh, he did a little catch up uh, audio clip here about some things that uh, I've done in recent shows and a few other topics. So, anyway, listen to what Kenny has to say. I think this is about five or so minutes long, give or take. And I'll be back. We'll talk a couple more little news stories and then we'll get into the main topic. So, here's Kenny, and I'll be back in a few minutes. Hey Rico, it's Kenny from California. I'm also the host of Knights of the Guild podcast, the MASH 4077 podcast, and Confessions of a Fanboy. I just want to send in some quick comments, well they're not going to be so quick, about the last few episodes. First of all, I want to say happy anniversary, congratulations on six years. I was really bummed I couldn't send in comments, but work was crazy and I just didn't have any free time. But being the longest forum member, at least I think I am, because I joined that forums probably like four days after you started it. And I was actually there for your beta test when that was the only podcast that was in your feed. So I've been with you for the entire run and I've loved every minute of it. And I'm so happy to be part of the Chucks and Sci-Fi family. And I'm, it's just been an incredible journey. And as people know, if they listen to the Rico Appreciation podcast, how much I appreciate you. And you are the, one of the main reasons why I am doing all these podcasts and just loving, loving it so much. So I just want to say happy sixth anniversary. Congratulations on six years. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for Trex and Sci-Fi. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. So congratulations again, buddy. And let's talk about some episodes. Um, Forbidden Planet was a lot of fun. I hadn't seen that that movie in God, forever, so it was kind of cool to listen to the clips and 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 hear your behind the scenes stuff. And uh, but what the one I really liked was your last week one, your Enterprise Carbon Creek. I've always been a huge Enterprise fan since it first came out. I was never a naysayer. I've always enjoyed it. I enjoyed every season of it. So it's always fun when you do an Enterprise episode because it just reminds me how awesome that series really was. This episode, for some reason, I don't remember liking it as much when I first saw it. But listening to it with you, there was just something I was like, I gotta see this episode. So I came home after listening to that podcast and I had to watch the episode. And it's so good. And I don't know why I didn't appreciate it more back then. I know, it's just weird. But for the, some reason, this one really clicked with me. And I thought it was one of, in, one of my favorite episodes that you've done of Enterprise. And... I was just so happy that you did this one because it just made me find this new appreciation for this episode. So that was fantastic. And I also want to leave comments for your episode you're doing today for uh, the fall TV genre shows. Which ones I'm looking forward to most? Well, of course, I know this is not this is a returning show and you said try to keep it to new ones, but I can't help it. The Clone Wars. I am such a huge Star Wars fan. I love, 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 love the Clone Wars 
They are awesome. And the series, I can't wait for season four. And it actually airs in two days from me recording these, uh, these comments to you. It airs Friday. And I so can't wait. I am so excited. But I know you want to talk about new genre TV series that are coming out. So I'm looking forward to The Secret Circle which is uh, from the makers of The Vampire Diaries, which I don't watch, and I know you've told me and several other of my friends have said I really need to watch it. So I think I'm going to try to catch them on DVD and try to catch up to the seasons. But I'm really looking forward to The Secret Circle because I'm a huge, I love witchcraft and witches, and obviously I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and, and you know I love the TV series Charmed. So this has the whole witch theme going to it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, also Terra Nova. I mean, Spielberg and dinosaurs. What can go wrong? Okay, well, lots of things. But it looks really good from the previews I've seen. There have been a lot of troubles with it. They've really retweaked it a lot. But I really think it's, it's going to be a standout TV series. And if they can maintain the, you know, the drama, the action, the dinosaurs, and the characters, I think they can have a real winner. So I'm really looking forward to that. Two TV series that I'm so excited for because I'm a huge, huge, huge fantasy person. I mean, I know I love Star Wars and Star Trek and I'm a huge sci-fi person, but fantasy is right up there with it. I mean, I, I just totally adore fantasy. And there's two new series coming out, one on NBC called Grimm, and it's kind of like uh, the Grimm's brothers. And it, it is about a cop who... Um, well, I'm sure you're going to talk about this series. Anyways, it looks really good. It looks like a gritty, gritty crime drama with a with a fantasy twist, and I kind of I think that's kind of cool. And then you have another series called Once Upon a Time, and this is another fantasy, but it kind of and it has its own little twist, but it doesn't look as dark as grim. Um, it looks more like a like a I don't know, just a little more dr- dramatic with the fantasy twist. Anyways, I'm looking forward to that too. And I know The Walking Dead. I have not seen the season one yet. It's all on my DVR and I haven't had time to watch it. And I'm not a huge zombie person, but everyone keeps telling me how fantastic it is. So I'm really looking forward to season two with that. So I'm going to start recording that so I can watch season one and season two. And I guess that's it. I mean, you know, there's the um, Sci-Fi's Face Off. I'm really looking forward to that coming back for season two. I'm really looking forward to Being Human coming back. I'm loving, loving, loving Doctor Who right now. So, um, you know, it's a pretty good time to be a genre fan for a sci-fi fantasy on TV. I look forward to listening to this podcast. I'm sorry this ramble, I'm just rambling on. Um, but yes, yeah, so I just wanted to cram all this stuff into one, one message to you and just say how much I appreciate you, your podcast, the whole community. You guys are all wonderful. And I will talk to you guys later. See ya. Well, thank you very much, Kenny. I appreciate your comments and taking the time. I know you're a busy guy, work, and, and, and multiple podcasts. And I, you guys, uh, I'm just so happy that, uh, you know, this uh, Treks and Sci-Fi show and my podcast has, you know, influenced some of you guys to do your own thing because it's, you know, a lot of fun to do. And, and then your life is over because you have no extra time anymore. But anyway, thank you again, Kenny, for sending in those comments about the shows. And the upcoming uh, TV series that you're interested in, yeah, I'm definitely going to cover uh, those ones that you mentioned. Uh, Clone Wars is back; that's great, and and the other ones like you mentioned, Secret Circle, Grimm, uh, Once Upon a Time. I think you mentioned that one too. Yeah, the um, they're all uh, you know a lot of fantasy stuff this fall, really. And then Terra Nova, kind of a sci-fi show, uh, but uh, yeah, some good stuff. More more shows than I thought. All all of a sudden, they're all over the place. How many? Maybe all money. Uh, maybe, maybe too many to uh, to watch in a in a way. I was just talking to Lynn this morning a little bit about that. 
And, you know, there are a lot of returning shows I want to stay, uh, you know, keep up on. I was just trying this thing out that I learned from uh, our forum, and I think it came from Kevin uh, on the forum originally. Somebody listened to one of his Tuning Into Sci-Fi podcasts. Kevin, uh, anyway, there's this uh, place called, uh, it's called Episode Calendar. I think that's the web URL, too, Episode Calendar. Uh, dot com and it's basically just a little thing you can you can uh, you can have a free account there set up all your you know TV shows that you watch and then it'll it'll spit out kind of a little uh, weekly monthly calendar for you when they're on what episode's going to be on if it's a new episode so you can kind of keep track of things I think they've got some they're working on apps too for uh, the iPad and iPod and all that they don't have the one for, for that yet there are other TV show tracking kind of apps out there although none of them I, I looked at a bunch yesterday and I, I didn't pick any because all of them had various comments some of them really weren't all that encouraging if this episode calendar thing though comes up with a I think they have an Android app but for some reason they don't have an iOS app yet uh, if I if they do come up with one I'll, I'll definitely add that anyway my, my TiVo keeps track of a lot of this for me too although with the new shows there's a lot of nights that there's a lot of stuff on Sundays and Wednesdays I think Fridays, a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, TV on those nights I want to watch. But again, thank you for your comments, Kenny. I appreciate it, and uh, always uh, good to hear from you. Uh, next up, uh, the the big announcement that happened this past week in Star Trek uh, Movie Land is, I guess it's not really surprising, and maybe it's not that big, but finally, J.J. Abrams has confirmed that he will direct the next Star Trek uh, movie, uh, whatever it's going to be called, Star Trek II. Uh, maybe it should be called, you know, 2.1. I don't know, whatever they're going to call it. I don't think they're going to put a number on it, in my opinion. I don't think we'll get a number. I think it'll be Star Trek dash or colon some some subtitle. I, I, I almost, I'd be very shocked. The only other thing I think they could do is, is call it just a name, you know, like the Final Frontier, although they've already done that. But you know what I mean? They could just give it a name like they've done with the Batman films uh, and, and just even dropped the word Star Trek. But I think it would be better to call it Star Trek such and such. You don't need a number. Uh, they kind of stop numbering them anyway. We number them to kind of keep track of things. But, you know, the TNG movies, I don't think they numbered those at all, right? So, uh, so it's, um, you know, th- there's no need for a number at this point. You know, who, you know, it's like the James Bond films. Whatever they're at now, with you know, they're going to finally do another James Bond movie, but they don't number those things. So, but he is going to direct. I guess the script is very close to being finished, uh, according to reports, and uh, should be finished by the end of this month. And they plan on filming sometime this coming winter in the next few months. Uh, pre-production is underway, so it's all good. And uh, the uh, the other thing I was going to say. They still haven't determined when it's going to be released. It's probably either going to be a late 2012 film. It was originally, of course, going to be next summer. So it'll either be like holiday time 2012 or all the way pushed all the way to summer of 2013. I kind of have a bad feeling, uh, bad feeling in terms of I don't want to wait another six months beyond what we're already waiting. Now it'll be a whole other year longer than originally was targeted. But I have a feeling we're all we're gonna have to wait all the way to the summer of 2013. That's just my gut saying. I'd I'd prefer it be the holiday season of 2012, which is only a little more than a year away, a year and a couple of months. But we'll see what happens. But at least it's getting done. It's gonna be made. JJ's back, uh, lens flares and all. So uh, I have a feeling he'll cut back a little bit on that next time. I I I think it's part of his style. 
He uh, he did it even in the Super 8 movie over the summer, uh, but I think he'll he understands maybe it was a little too much in uh, the the first movie that he did for Star Trek. So we'll see. But I'm glad that he's coming back. And and with that related to that, well, I have a comment here from uh, someone new. Someone spotted a, one of the celebrities. Uh, of, of from the last Star Trek movie, one of the top people in that movie, one of the top actors at, at a recent event. And well, I'll let him talk about it and I'll come back in a moment. Hello, Rico. I have been a long time listener to your podcasts, and on many occasions I have thought to send you an audio snippet about something Trek. But for some reason, it was not until now that I finally am. Why, you ask? Well, I was listening to your anniversary show on a plane back to San Francisco from New York on Tuesday, having attended the US Open tennis tournament, which, by the way, was a great experience, and I realized that I had a little bit of news. The finals are generally a who's who of famous folks, and this one was no exception. Donald Trump, Justin Timberlake, P. Diddy, Beyonce, Bradley Cooper, Owen Wilson, Alec Baldwin with his new young companion were just some of the folks attending the final. And at some point during the match, all the cameras that are on the court that normally point at the players, Nadal and Djokovic in this instance, swung to a spot just behind me. So, of course, everyone looks back and there is a fellow about 20 feet behind me that clearly was too handsome to be a mere mortal and had to have something to do with Hollywood, but though he looked a little familiar, I could not quite place him. Now, both my friend and I are huge Star Trek fans, so it was a little embarrassing to be told by someone behind me that that's Chris Pine from the latest Star Trek movie. The reason for our confusion was because he was more tan, had darker hair, and was wearing a beret. I have included a few pictures I took, so you can decide for yourself if our confusion was warranted. Anyway, thanks for all the time and energy you put into the podcast. It is appreciated. Well, thanks uh, very much for your comment. I think is that was Nad. He said his name is, and uh, actually, I know it's on the it was on the email. I don't know if he said it in the audio comment, but anyway, thank you. Yeah, Chris Pine. I'm gonna. I, he sent me some uh, pictures on email. I'll post one of those up as the Star Trek pick of the day, maybe even uh, probably today uh, on there. So check that out. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's it's understandable you didn't really recognize him. I mean, he's got, uh, like you said, his hair is a little darker. I think uh, I think they kind of dyed it a little bit for the Trek movie, made it a little lighter colored, a little more uh, sort of light brown or, or blondish like Kirk's hair was. Uh, and then he's got this cap on, too, trying to stay a little hidden, I think, at the event. But it's pretty cool when you spot celebs like that. And speaking of celebs, oh my gosh, if you guys haven't been watching The Guild, the web series with Felicia Day that Kenny does, uh, works on, and, and as uh, you know, he does his um, the uh, the companion cast and everything like that for that show. If you guys aren't watching that, uh, just go to watchtheguild.com. They've been having all these cool celebrity cameos. I mean, they had Kevin Sorbo on there. They they had Aaron Gray from the old Buck Rogers TV show and a whole bunch more. I don't want to give too much away, uh, but uh, you guys need to be watching that series. It's great, especially if you're kind of a geek and, and if you even are not even a, if you're a gamer because it kind of started about gaming a little bit, but it's gone way beyond that. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it no matter what. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast, 
you definitely should be watching uh, Watch the Guild or the Guild web series. This is season, I think, five that they're doing right now. Anyway, it's great. Uh, they've been having lots of cool stuff this year. They're basically at a, uh, a convention, so they get to bump elbows with a lot of other celebrities, and that's kind of the... Uh, the storyline or the the plot in the, in the background for this year's uh this year's set of episodes or this season's set of episodes but it's great and, and you should be watching that uh let's see i've got one last clip uh one audio comment uh from a new listener uh this is from alira uh, and uh, i think she has some things to say about treks in sci-fi in the future so uh take it away and i'll be back in a moment hi rico my name's alira i am a fairly new Trex and Sci-Fi listener. Uh, I have been enjoying your podcast uh, quite a bit. Um, and I wanted to congratulate you on your sixth anniversary. Uh, I know this is a little bit late, but I have been just a little bit busy <laughs> um, with life. And you understand that, I know. Um, anyway, uh, you were, somebody was talking about how, you know, at, at seven years, you'll you'll stop and start a new franchise or something similar with a younger audience and all that, or younger cast or whatever. That was pretty cute. Um, yeah, here's a thought. Maybe you might think about a co-host. So if, uh, you know, that, I don't know if you've tried that before or, or anything like that. I'm not caught up on the back catalog of Treks and Sci-Fi, which is quite a daunting thing. Don't think that's going to happen for a little bit. <laughs> So anyway, um, congratulations and uh, look forward to hearing at least another six years more. Thanks. Bye, Rico. Yeah, thanks, uh, Alira. Always great to hear from someone I knew who uh, hasn't really sent in comments and maybe new listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. That's great. And uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, uh, as far as co-hosts and that, I, I've tried uh, to, to slip people in now and then when I can. It's not like I'm opposed to that idea at all. Uh, and, you know, I try to mix things up a little. Guest spots, guest hosts have uh, sometimes, you know, group calls on Skype. Uh, we, we do uh, sometimes we've gotten into just having a, a co-host or an interview. And uh, it's as a regular thing that week in and week out, I, I probably maybe won't ever do it that I can think of. I, I think that the uh, I like to mix it up and, and keep it uh, that way. The other trick about I, I know about shows that have multiple hosts is you then have to coordinate schedules and that can be a little tricky and uh, it's it's difficult sometimes enough to get to time and the and the, and the place to uh, to do the show. And I think everyone out there who's listening that does a cast and does a cast with other people will understand. For example, I know that we're working on uh, trying to coordinate a day and a time for we're going to do another Doctor Who look uh, at the end of this series that they're doing right now, Series 6. And I'm going to join these guys, our regular Doctor Who crew, but we've been bouncing emails back and forth for a couple of weeks now, <laughs> trying to pick a day and a time for all of us to talk. And I think there's three or four of us involved in that, although that's, you know, each time you add a person to the group, it adds a little bit more complication. But it's, uh, I, I love talking to other people and having other people as, as you know, guests and, and bounce ideas off. And, and it's great when it works out and, and you can and you can time it, you know, that together. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna try to do a little bit more of it when I can. Maybe do a few more of those episode commentaries with another person, like I've done. I, I've enjoyed that, or with a couple other people. That was a lot of fun when we did the um, the recent one where we had all of us talking about that uh, TNG episode. Uh, what was the name of that one that we watched? 
Oh, the one with the time thing, uh, whatever it was called. Time. It's. I want. Well, I was gonna say time bandits. It's not time bandits, stupid. Oh, uh, anyway, I'll look up the title in a moment. But, uh, but anyway, Alira, thank you for your call, and I appreciate that, or your for your audio comments. And if you want to, for anyone who wants to uh, send in audio comments, you can always send those into treksf at gmail.com. You can also send me a, a message on Skype, a voicemail there. Just go to Trek SF. You can voicemail me there. There's also a phone number now that you can call into to leave comments. Uh, and that number is, it's on the website. Uh, just search around there, contact info, I think, or something. It's also on the forum in the left-hand column. The voicemail number is 641-715-3900. And then you have to dial an extension, 472366 kind of complicated i don't know if it's ever going to be useful uh i think in these days of of skype and other audio things and and quick little tools on your phones to send in audio comments and then to shoot them off via email i think most people can do that um one last thing i want to say and then we're going to get into the main topic really i believe it we're we're like at what a half hour into the show (laughs) uh i just want to put out one last call to for donations for the podcast. Uh, I'm coming up in about a week or so, a little bit more than a week, uh, to send in my dues for the for all the various websites, hosting, and everything for the next year. Uh, many uh, people have already donated. I appreciate those donations. Those can all be sent in via PayPal to the same email address, treksf at gmail.com. Uh, whether it's just a few dollars or, or, or more or less or whatever you guys have that you feel uh, you'd like to donate, uh, every few dollars helps. That's very much appreciated. And I um, would uh, be very grateful. So <laughs> I guess that's all to say about that. Uh, and now, finally, let's get into to some fall TV, some cool sci-fi and fantasy TV shows. And the first one I'm going to talk about, let's start right with the the, the kind of Really only true kind of hard sci-fi. I don't even call it hard sci-fi, but sci-fi sort of based show, I think, new show that's coming out this uh, fall, uh, what I would call sci-fi, and that is Terra Nova. This is the uh, the one about uh, the group of the people kind of escaping the, uh, the future that uh, has become very resource depleted and not a great place to live. And they have decided to go to the past and live with the dinosaurs. So (laughs) to get us started, here is a a preview trailer to Terra Nova. And I'll be back to talk a little bit more about this new show uh, starting uh, just in another week or so, I believe. I'll get you the exact premiere date when we uh, come back after this trailer to Terra Nova. The eyes of the world are on Hope Plaza today as the 10th pilgrimage prepares to depart for Terra Nova. I won't go without Dad. Go with your brother. He will find a way. The world you left behind fell victim to greed, war. Welcome to Terra Nova, folks. Welcome home. We're starting over as a family. Welcome to paradise. Come on! All 
sorry, that's a, a trailer, uh, not a lot of dialogue in it, but to Terra Nova, the new um, sci-fi show that's going to be on Fox starting on September 26th is the premiere. Uh, the show begins in the year 2149, a time when all life on planet Earth is threatened with extinction. In an effort to save the human race, scientists develop a time machine allowing people to travel 85 million years back in time to prehistoric Earth. The Shannon family, Father Jim, his wife Elizabeth, and their three children, Josh, Maddie, and Zoe, join the 10th pilgrimage of settlers to Terra Nova, the first human colony on the other side of the temporal doorway. However, they are unaware that the colony is in the middle of a group of carnivorous dinosaurs. Yeah, okay. So, uh, a couple things about this show. Uh, is created by uh, a couple people, Kelly Marcel and Craig Silverstein. Uh, stars Jason O'Mara, uh, who is on that recent American version of Life on Mars. Stephen Lang is sort of the commander, military guy. He also was the uh, the main military head kind of bad guy in the movie Avatar. You'll recognize him. He looks a lot like that guy, uh, that character, too. Uh, a couple other actors, Shelley Kahn, uh, Landon, uh, librarian, how you say his last name? I don't know. Naomi Scott, uh, a few other people. Uh, the, uh, the producers, you'll recognize some, some of the names here. Brandon Braga, who worked on, uh, some of the Trek series is one of the executive producers. Also a guy named, uh, Steven Spielberg, of course, since this has dinosaurs in it. It's by, uh, 20th Century Fox, Fox Television, and it is going to be showing what night is the 26th. I'll have to look that up real quick here in a moment. But anyway, the, the show has a, an amazing look to it. I, I think this is going to be like one of the most expensive series uh, ever probably put on television. And, uh, you know, it it has this idea and, and, and people are calling it, you know, Jurassic Park a little bit-ish and, and things like that. Uh, we'll see what they do with it. Uh, it is... They were supposed to have a sneak preview. It was supposed to sort of have this two-hour premiere in, in about, like, May, I think. And they held it back and, and, and have tweaked it a little bit and stuff like that. Um, we'll see what happens. The uh, Some of the people that go to the past, like this, uh, this main guy played by uh, uh, Jason O'Mara, his character, uh, Jim Shannon, on the show... He is, uh, he's kind of has a checkered past. He really isn't supposed to be part of this group that's going to the past, but they escape through this tunnel and, and they get to, you know, go through the time thingy. And then it kind of looks like a Stargate, basically. And then they go to the past. Uh, there's previews up on, uh, on, the, um, on the internet, on YouTube and all that. Uh, today, let's see, the 26th, I think that's a Monday. It's a Monday night it's going to premiere. I believe. So uh, we will see uh, how that works out uh, for everyone. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be on Mondays uh, on September 26th is is when it's uh, going to be first airing. And I believe that's its night. So it's uh, I think it's probably like an 8 o'clock show, I believe. Uh, so Terra Nova, what do you guys think? I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm definitely going to be watching, definitely going to give it a shot. And we'll see what they do with the show. I think it'll it'll come down to is it is it you know are the characters interesting, or or is it just you know who's going to get eaten by a dinosaur each week or, or whatever. I was also curious when the show first got talked about. It's like okay, you're going to create a time machine, put people in the past, try to save them from this bleak future where all the resources are gone and everything like that. 
But really, when dinosaurs are around, could, you couldn't have picked a better time? I'm guessing that they will probably somehow mention that in the pilot episode, that that's just how the technology worked out, and they didn't have a lot of control over that because, you know, that's not probably the best time to send people. <laughs> of course, the environment's great. You know, the you know everything's clean and pure and all that. But uh, And I think, I'm not sure where they're filming this. Maybe Hawaii? I'll have to look up that uh, where they're doing most of the filming. Uh, but it, it looks beautiful. You know, it's going to be great in HD. So uh, we will see how this works out. Okay, next up on our fall preview of, of new TV shows, the next show, we're going to get into the couple of the, uh, there's a couple of fantasy shows, actually about three of them, I believe, that are uh, that are going to be on this fall. We're going to start with the first one that's already premiered. This one is called uh, The Secret Circle. This is a show that is on the CW. It is, uh, I think it, the first, well, the first episode uh, aired on Wednesday, sorry, this past Thursday. And it's basically like Kenny, I think, was saying in his comments about about a group of teenage witches. And, you know, it's kind of a kind of a little bit of a typical CW show along the realms, a little bit of the Vampire Diaries and that. Uh, but let me play a preview for you of it, and I'll come back and talk about this one. I did watch the first episode, and I'll kind of comment on that a little bit without giving too much away about what I think of The Secret Circle, uh, new for The CW. My sweet Cassie, I didn't want you to have this life. Cassie! But destiny's not easy to run from. So this is where my mom grew up. There's so much about her I didn't know. What did she tell you? As painful as the truth may be, with her here, we have real power now. We can't control it. Hiding from it is far more dangerous. I don't think she knows anything. I think she needs a nudge. No way, that was something else. Everything you said about the circle is true. This town, it's a freaking sideshow. Cassie, wait. I think maybe I can help. Where are we going? You'll see. It's okay, Cassie. Finally. Hey, neighbor. Okay, this is getting really weird. I don't need to be scared. Then someone tell me what's going on. We're different. You're different. Oh, for God's sake, spit it out. You're a witch. You're a full-blooded, 100% witch. We all are. This is beyond crazy. My sweet Cassie, you finding this means I'm gone, and for that I am so sorry. You have incredible power inside you. Are you doing this? We are. With Cassie here, our power is magnified a hundred times over. They made magic together. I hoped that keeping this secret would keep you safe. We have real power now. The last thing I want to do is control it. But all I've done is left you unprotected. Do not push me, Faye. Do you want to try that again? Because I didn't quite buy it. Did you? People will come for your power. They will come for you. Oh, sorry. Are you Cassie Blake? Hey, I see you met my dad. Bad things. The Secret Circle. 
Series premiere Thursday, September 15th on The CW. You're not alone. Okay, yeah, that's a preview trailer to The Secret Circle that has started on The CW just the other night. I want to do a couple quick follow-ups, though, to the the talk about Terra Nova. It is filmed in Australia, and they are only doing 13 episodes for this first season, so it will end uh, around the holiday uh, time period. The series will be over around mid-season, so uh, we'll see how that works out. Anyway, back to The Secret Circle. This is another teen drama of the supernatural, very much like The Vampire Diaries, um, especially since the the books that it's based on are written by the same author, a woman named uh, L.J. Smith, who has written uh, a, a series of books both call, uh, along The Vampire Diaries uh, characters and the secret circle, uh, unlike in the Vampire Diaries, where there's vampires, werewolves, supernatural type things like that. In this uh, series, the the teenagers involved in this are witches, along with some of their parents who are also witches and have power and things like that. The main character, uh, Cassie Blake, played by uh, actress Britt Robertson, uh, will you know geeks will recognize uh, a guy named uh, who plays Adam on this show, Thomas Decker, who was on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, he was um, John Connor on that show. He's on this series, still playing a teenager in high school. The guy has got to be like, I don't know how old he is now. I, I'm guessing he's got to be at least 25. Let's see. Let me look quick here. He's born in 1987. So, okay, he's 24, still playing a high school kid. All right, well, that's not too bad. I mean, he kind of, he looks a little still old, not terribly old for that, but the uh, the Secret Circle, though, I don't know a huge amount about it. We've also got some other actors you'll recognize in this, including Natasha Henstridge, who plays the uh, principal of the high school uh, where Cassie goes to school at. Uh, I didn't recognize a lot of the other actors when I watched the first episode. Kevin Williamson is one of the executive producers of this series, uh, and he's he's been you know he's done a lot of stuff. I think he's the guy. Uh, I think he was the guy behind the uh, the Scream films. I think if I'm remembering correctly but uh anyway uh so this uh it i watched the first episode and it was kind of okay i didn't really i I don't know another kind of angsty teen drama the vampire diaries uh, i've enjoyed for the last it's in its third season now but there's kind of an edge to it and it's a little bit more i guess sophisticated than this comes off as to me so far i mean i have uh kind of thought of a my golden rule, I think, for the new TV shows this year is going to be the the rule of three or whatever. I'm going to give it, try to give these new shows like three episodes. I'll watch at least three episodes and then kind of decide whether I want to continue to watch or not, uh, just because there's so much on. But uh, this one may may or not make that list. I don't know. The first episode, okay, but uh, you know. It's just a first episode, so we'll see how it goes. Other shows have been grabbed from the very first episode. So uh, there's a lot of uh, teen actors in this, uh, or playing teenagers. It's mostly focusing on them. Uh, Cassie is now um, an orphan, as you could hear in the preview. She goes to live with her grandmother, 
and in this town called Chance Harbor, which is supposed to be up in Washington. Uh, it is actually filmed up in British Columbia, in uh, so which a lot of these series are filmed up in Canada. I think it's a, a less expensive for them to do it up there, and it has a nice look to it because uh, you know it's a beautiful landscape and everything like that. Nice woods to uh, do witchcraft in, I guess. So, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, like I said, it's on the CW. It is on Thursday nights. Uh, it is on just before I think the Vampire Diaries. I think it's the eight o'clock time slot. So uh, that is uh, the Secret Circle. Let's continue our fantasy look here. And we're going to next talk about this uh, this TV show, which uh, this is probably of the fantasy ones. I'm looking forward to this one the most, I think. It is called Grimm, and it is slightly based on the Grimm fairy tales, obviously from the name. And, well, let me play a trailer for that for you, and uh, I'll come back and talk more about Grimm. What kind of animal could do this? A bear, cougar, wolf. This is the only track we found. This sounds like what happened to Monson Creek Falls. Same deal, hiker and a bobcat. The bobcat wasn't wearing boots. Who? The misfortune of our family is already passing to you. What are you talking about? This is no fairy tale. The stories are real. What they wrote about really happened. You are one of the last Grimms. We have the ability to see what no one else can. When they lose control, they can't hide. And we see them for what they really are. You need to be careful. You're vulnerable now. Okay, okay, okay. Lighten up. I'm just making a point. Come on. Let's grab a brew. And by the way, you're paying for that window. I heard about you guys all my life. Never thought I'd see one up close. A grim. What do you know? What she said is really happening to me. I have to stop it. How do I stop it? She can't stop it. It's who you are. Little girl on the way to her grandfather's house never showed up. When last seen, she was wearing a red sweatshirt. How many of you are there? I don't know. We don't uh, socialize much. I'm a cop, and if you know who's got her, you had better tell me. Don't threaten me. Assuming he fed yesterday, he'll be good for a week. We'll just use the time to fatten her up. You want a chicken pot pie? That's his place. Do I need something like silver bullets? What are you, an idiot? We're looking for this little girl. Feel free to look anywhere you want. Are you kidding me? What do you see in this guy? No. I really believe this is the right guy. What's the matter? Do you not trust me? Where is she? Oh, 
okay now. I'm gonna take you home. I don't know how you did, but you did it. I think it was just a cat. Yeah, that is uh, tra- one of the trailers for Grimm, uh, a new NBC show that's coming. Uh, this one won't premiere until the end of October, October 21st, which is kind of appropriate. It'll be getting near Halloween at that time. It's going to air on Friday nights at 9 o'clock, 8 central on NBC. Like I said, again, October 21st. Basically, it's described as a cop uh, drama, a cop drama with a twist, a dark and fantastical project about a world in which characters inspired by the Grimm's fairy tales actually exist. Uh, this police guy, a police officer in the show, uh, he is uh, also, uh, sorry, his name on the show is called Nick Burkhart, played by a guy named David Guntali. Uh, and he discovers he's descended from this line of Grimm's, basically sort of like Buffy. Uh, they're a, a line of hunters who fight supernatural forces. And he also is, of course, a homicide detective, which kind of helps a little bit on that. And uh, there's also other uh, actors and characters. Most of these you won't really recognize. Some of them, they have faces you've seen and things, um, but uh, not uh, real familiar faces, which I kind of like. It makes it a little bit more unique, and they don't have any huge actor uh, actors in this. I guess the uh, the main lead guy was the first to cast here. Uh, and then the, he sort of has this little buddy, it looks like. Uh, you'll recognize his face. Uh, and uh, he's uh, played by uh, this guy named Silas Weir Mitchell. Uh, he plays Eddie Monroe. He's sort of a, a reformed big bad wolf, they're calling him. Anyway, the the executive producers for this show, one of them, uh, David Greenwalt, worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a co-executive producer, and he also worked on Angel. So he's very familiar with this kind of territory, and it has a very... Uh, the look and the feel for the show looks very much like Buffy and Angel, probably even maybe a little more like Angel to a degree, uh, because Angel set up shop as, you know, a detective and then fought, you know, supernatural things. And this kind of has a very similar look and feel to it to, to me as Angel did, which I love that show. Love Buffy. So this one's right up my alley. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Uh, like I said, probably the most of the fantasy shows. This is a definite one for me. I'm hoping they do a good job with it, hoping it does well. Uh, it, unfortunately, they're, they're airing it on Friday nights at 9, which I believe is exactly the same time and day that Fringe, <laughs> which is a returning favorite, is also going to be on. Ah, oh, gosh, I wish they wouldn't do that because, you know, it's it's just, you know, really, do they have to do that? Here's two geeky favorite type shows, the shows that us that we will like. And do they really have to compete next to each other like that? Couldn't they put it on a different day and time? I hate it when they do that. I mean, I'll, I'll be able to watch both. I've got a DVR, TiVo, and all that. So, but it, it, I just think they're setting themselves up for a bad time because of that. So, oh well, what can you do? But Grim, I hope you guys will give it a shot, give it a watch, and, and see what it's like. I, I, like I said, I, I'm really intrigued, really looking forward to this one. Next up in our lineup uh, for Tall TV and the fantasy shows, I think these are the last of the fantasy ones that I wanted to cover. 
there's a few other things. Uh, yeah, well, there are other shows I'm going to cover too, uh, but uh, this one is kind of falls in the same line of the last one it's, that I've been talking about, Secret Circle and then Grimm. This one's called Once Upon a Time. This one also has a little bit of a later premiere date. And, well, let me play again. I'll play the trailer first, and then we'll come back and talk more about this new series uh, on the fantasy realm uh, that we're all going to be able to see here very soon. Like a room? What's the name? Swan. Emma Swan. Emma! What a lovely name. Thanks. Welcome to Storybrooke. Time is frozen here. Excuse me? The evil queen did it with her curse. She sent everyone from the enchanted forest here. Well, why does everybody just leave? They can't. If they try, bad things happen. It has begun. Sorry, I'm late. How would you like a glass of the best apple cider you ever tasted? Why did you do this? Because this is my happy ending. Believing in even the possibility of a happy ending is a very powerful thing. He doesn't know that he's a fairy tale character. None of them do. They don't remember who they are. Everything we love will be ripped from us while we suffer for all eternity. No more happy endings. Every story in this book actually happened. You should know more than anyone. Why is that? Because you're in this book. Where are we going? Somewhere horrible. I will destroy you if it is the last thing I do. Enjoy your stay. Emma. Okay, that was a trailer to Once Upon a Time, a new uh, fantasy drama television series. This one's an ABC show, so we've had... Uh, the Secret Circle is CW. We have a Grimm, which is going to be on NBC, and now an ABC show, Once Upon a Time. This is going to first air on Sunday nights, uh, and it's going to be on Sunday nights, 8 o'clock on ABC, uh, starting on October 23rd, which, you know, that weekend uh, with Grimm will be on Friday, and then Once Upon a Time on uh, Sunday that weekend. This one, uh, it, it looks pretty cool, I have to say. Uh, starring Jennifer Morrison, uh, which people will recognize from the TV show House. She also played Kirk's mother, uh, which you didn't see a lot of, but near the beginning of the J.J.'s Star Trek movie of 2009. Uh, Jennifer Morrison, she plays uh, the character Emma Swan, uh, who is a, a, she's a bail bonds collector who learns that she holds the key to saving the real world and the enchanted forest. And as you hear a little bit in that trailer, the, the concept is that the uh, these characters from fairy tales are, are sort of living in the real world, but they, they don't actually know 
that they are fairy tale characters. It's sort of a parallel reality. These fairy tale characters live in the real world, sort of look and act like normal people, and they don't really remember their true identities. And so a lot of these characters in this uh, series will be playing sort of dual roles as sort of their fantasy character and the regular character as well. Uh, it is uh, other people in this show. Robert Carlyle, people were recognized from Stargate Universe. Uh, he was on that show. And we've got a lot of other people here that you'll kind of re recognize. Jennifer Goodwin's another actress that's been in quite a few things. Uh, she plays the characters, the dual characters of Snow White and Sister Mary Margaret. Uh, and uh, it just it has a very neat look. This one's also filmed up in the Vancouver, British Columbia area, ABC uh, again, a series created by Edward Kittis, Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who's done a lot of stuff on television. And uh, I'm looking forward to this one. This one, it, it looks pretty cool as well. Production values look amazing. Uh, there's uh, just some really cool stuff uh, in this series in, in the preview there that you can see. And I'll put some of these links in YouTube videos and previews up on the website on the, uh, I'll put it on the forum especially. And just, I, I like the idea. I read this uh, comic book series, uh, Grim Fairy Tales, uh, from a company called Zenscope. I've been reading it for several years now, where they, they have these fairy tale stories and characters that have that blend the real world along with fantasy. And it, it, it's a neat concept. I like the, uh, the look of this show that's, that's uh, Once Upon a Time. And I think they, uh, they'll they do a pretty good job with it from what I can see. Hope these shows get a shot. Hope they get a chance. I hope they don't end, you know, quickly after a couple of episodes. I, I That always is a shame. So there's the fantasy uh, shows that are, are coming. I think that's a pretty good roundup of those. Let's uh, find another one here to talk about. Uh, yes, the, the next thing that I want to talk about, this one is just has sort of a little bit of a sort of a sci-fi sort of supernatural element to it to a degree i guess uh oh i also wanted to say that grim uh some of the people that working on grim uh, did the show the tv show lost so that may be some of some interest to people but this next one that i wanted to talk about is called uh person of interest and you will basically see uh, what I mean when I say the, the premise of this one is that there's a, this amazing supercomputer that can kind of predict the future. And so they try to stop things before they're going to happen. There's sort of a minority report uh, element to this. But here I'll play a little trailer to person of interest and then we'll come back and talk about this one a little bit more. When we meet the character of Reese, you see that this man is clearly at a crossroads. He might have even lost his will to live. Some guy pulls him out of nowhere. Our employer wants to have a word with you. And you can call me Mr. Finch. Reese has no idea who this guy is. And he offers him uh, a job, a purpose. I've been watching you for a long time, Mr. Reese. I know about the work you used to do for the government. I think you need a job. Finch has access to a list of people who are about to be involved in some way with uh, a violent crime. You could help me stop what's about to happen. The question is, will you? This is your list. The list. And all of these numbers represent lost chances. I want you to figure out what's going to happen and stop it from happening. When you have a producer like J.J. Abrams and you get Jonah Nolan writing the script, you know, you've got a pretty good chance that it's, it's going to be something very unique. There was a sort of thematic mood parallel 
uh, between the, the Dark Knight and the series. And that idea of having people who are very much human and very real and yet at the same time doing things that are without question heroic, that was a very exciting prospect. Nice spot. But I can like it. You're gonna be here a long, long time. I don't particularly like killing people, but I'm very good at it. If you're gonna put someone in the back seat of your car, you have to search them properly. There'll be a lot more out to you if you just tell me where you're getting these numbers. If the government never found out, I'd lose access. We live in a society today where there are cameras everywhere. Watching us with 10,000 eyes. Listening with a million ears. What did I tell you about 10 emails? I think it's a really interesting meeting of science fiction that really isn't science fiction anymore. It's actually fact. Look, all this stuff is out there. And what Reese can do and the weapons that he knows how to use, they're all real. Well, that's some pretty serious equipment. Have you guys taken a safety course? I'm gonna hold on to these while you guys get some more practice. Have a nice day. This isn't a cop show. This is about someone whose position relative to the law is a question that we're gonna continue asking. An exciting and stylish crime prevention show. Reese is continually challenged by Finch. What are you gonna be? You have a decision to make. The machine gave you another number. The numbers never stop coming. You should know that up front. All right, there is sort of a trailer and some background information on this new series called Person of Interest, which is going to be on CBS. It's premiering this upcoming Thursday, September 22nd at 9 p.m. 8 central uh, on CBS again. Uh, the basic premise of this is the, is the following. Mr. Finch, played by Michael Emerson, which who played Ben on the TV series Lost, is a mysterious billionaire. He's developed a computer program that predicts the identity of people connected to violent crimes that will take place in the near future. However, the program has its limitations. For example, it cannot predict whether the person will be a victim, is the perpetrator, or just a witness, nor can it predict when or where the crime will take place. So it's not precise. Uh, unable to stop the crimes on his own, Finch hires John Reese, played by Jim Caviezel, Caviezel? Anyway, that guy. You guys know who he is. He played Jesus, I think, in a movie. Uh, anyway, John Reese, he's a former CIA agent, and he's presumed to be dead, but he's kind of living uh, kind of as a bum. And In the in the trailer, you kind of see that a little bit. And he, he hires him to help stop these crimes from taking place. So, again, you have a couple of really top-notch actors, in my opinion, uh, uh, Jim Caviezel, Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Michael Emerson, who is, is just fantastic, I think, always. Uh, he was great on Lost. He's, he's so believable and intense and real. I don't know. There's just something about him. And so the from the trailer and from some of this, the, the, the premise of this is that people are being tracked so much these days. You do, things you do each day, what you buy at the grocery store, uh, emails that you send, 
cameras that see where you're going, uh, uh, calls that you make on your phone, uh, websites that you go to, TV shows that you watch, all of this data and information, you know, consider it sort of the ultimate Google uh, of info on, on a person is being all this info is somehow being fed and shoved into this supercomputer and it, it is able to predict and pick out you know through algorithms and through uh, you know pseudo pseudo sci-fi a little bit of, of what possibly might happen like hey here's a person that keeps going to this particular place and then he just bought a gun this is a very crude example and he doesn't like this person who happens to work at this particular place maybe he's going to go shoot him you know that's just a real real you know crude generic example of somehow how this could possibly work but the you know the the executive producers behind this hey a guy named jj abrams brian burke uh, is created uh, this series is created by a guy named Jonathan Nolan, who's also one of the executive producers. It, uh, it the the style and the look of this show again uh, top notch. I'm excited by what I'm seeing. It's on Thursdays nine o'clock. I'll be watching, and it, you know the the main character especially. I mean, the John Reese character, the former CIA agent, could easily be like a Jack Bauer kind of character. He looks very very efficient and very very good at his job, almost too good. And uh, but he's been sort of burned out by the whole thing, it looks like a little bit, and is maybe looking for a little redemption. Maybe we'll we'll probably learn as the series goes series goes on what drove him to the point where he he just kind of dropped out of society and all that. Uh, but it looks it looks great. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Again, not, not a hugely sci-fi or fantasy type show, but the idea that that the information that's being gathered each day could somehow be used to predict things. I mean, it's it's just as simple as you getting spam email because you buy a certain type of thing, and then all of a sudden you're getting these emails about buying something similar to that is, a, is another example of this kind of information and how things are being so tracked and watched. I can, I'll tell you a little story one time. I think I may have said this one on the podcast one, once, but... When uh, when Lynn was pregnant or got, uh, learned she was pregnant the first time, I think I think with our first son, with Stephen, uh, probably just a couple of weeks maybe after we learned about that, all of a sudden we got emails to like you know Baby Magazine in the mail and and all this stuff, and I'm like, what? How the heck did they know this? You know, literally, there was no, I mean, I don't know. I think she had to get some, you know, they, they give uh, pregnant women these uh, vitamins, special vitamins, so we go to the pharmacy for that. And, you know, the doctor, everything's supposed to be confidential, right? But I swear, within a few weeks of, of her learning she was pregnant, we're getting this junk in the mail about, you know, come visit, you know, Babies R Us and buy a crib and, and coupons for diapers and all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, come on, really? You know, what's going on? What's going on out there in the world that we don't know about, right? So uh, so anyway, this uh, Person of Interest looks like a cool show. Give this a shot. Give it my three-episode uh, look, at least, and see how it goes. All right, let's let's uh, let's look uh, at one more here in depth, and then I'll probably run down a quick uh, rundown uh, briefly of some other little things that I wanted to talk about in, in other shows, but... There's an NBC sh- series. Uh, this one I have not heard a lot about yet because I don't think it's coming on until the mid-season uh, time. But it looks really intriguing to me. It's called Awake, and it's uh, it's by uh, or it's going to be on NBC. It's called Awake, 
And, it, well, I'll come back and describe it. Basically, it's about a guy that uh, there's a bad accident at the beginning of the series, and he ends up living in sort of two parallel realities. One, uh, there's a car accident, one where his wife survives the accident, and one where his son survives the accident, uh, which, uh, again, sounds pretty uh, intriguing and certainly open for a lot of character moments and things like that. But I'll play the trailer, and we'll come back a little bit more about this NBC series called Awake. So tell me how this works. I don't know. I close my eyes. I open them. Same as you. Let's just start at the beginning. No. Rex! Help! Let's start it right now. I understand you've gone back to work. I've got you working with a partner. Detective Rex! New guy. Over here! Vega. Witnesses! And then what? Then I go home. Did she start redecorating the house after the accident? Right after the funeral. And then what? I wake up. I gotta go. And this has been happening since the accident? Yeah. What's the purpose of the rubber band? Just helping me keep things straight. Green is Rex's favorite color, and uh, I wear a red one when I'm with Hannah. We come up with all sorts of ways to get through the loss of a loved one. But your mind, it simply created an entire reality where your wife survived in one and your son in the other. But you have different cases in each. There's a camera on that building. Don't see if it caught anything useful. Different partners in each. Kidnapping takes the girl to Waverly Park a lot by the docks. Meaning you can't tell whether you're awake or asleep at this very moment. I'm awake with my wife and I close my eyes, I open them. I'm awake with my son. Well, I can assure you, Detective Britton, this is not a dream. What? It's exactly what the other shrink said. There is a house built out of stone. Did she tell you why she wants to move? She says it's too hard to live with the empty room upstairs. And yet, you're determined to stay there. This is a place where I don't feel alone. The thing is, for me, the room upstairs isn't empty. 611, Waverly. Why are we here? I had a dream about it. Or I'm having a dream. Why does it matter what was parked in 611? A hunch. It's expected that these sorts of details will begin to cross over. Morning, detective. You begin working on one case, a murder here in reality, and then suddenly you begin working another case, a missing child. There, in your dream, there's no kidnapped child. There's no car in a parking lot. I don't know that that's true. If it isn't, then there's a kidnapped girl who needs my help. While your brain should be resting, you're using it to hold up a detailed alternate reality. A moment of panic. Hannah? Hannah? Of confusion. I don't know where you are. That's just the tip of an iceberg. I'm not sure what's going on. I can help, but not if you don't let me. Yes. I still see my wife and my son. So if you're telling me that the price of seeing them, of feeling them, of having them in my life is my sanity, that's the price. 
I will happily pay. Trust me, when it comes to letting one of them go, I have no desire to ever make progress. Alright, there's some uh, trailer and, and information on the NBC series, NBC mid-series, mid-season <laughs> series replacement show, uh, Awake. Uh, for NBC, uh, like I said, this uh, follows police detective Michael Britton, played by actor Jason Isaacs, who you'll recognize, he's been in stuff, and a very, very good actor. He regains consciousness following a car accident involving his wife, Hannah, uh, played by Laura Allen, and his son Rex, played by uh, Dylan Minette. Uh, Michael moves back and forth between two realities, one in which Rex survives and one well, uh, and where Hannah is dead, and the other where Hannah survives but Rex did not. And he's kind of holding on to and trying to keep both uh, of his loved ones alive. And he starts living sort of a double life, moving back and forth between the two realities dealing with different conflicts in, in his personal life and, and different police partners and different uh, cases and things. And then he also starts to notice strange links between the two realities. This show sounds like it's, it's got a very cool concept. Uh, it is uh, by, written by a guy named Kyle Kellen. Uh, it is going to be sometime on the mid, in the midseason, probably after the new year, I would guess. Or who knows, maybe sooner. It uh, it is going to be on again NBC, and uh, it's uh, I I hope this show makes it, and I hope we get a shot at, lo- at looking at it. I'm sure that will it'll appear at some point in time, but this one's sort of down the road in a few months, and I thought I'd give you a little heads up on it. I hadn't really heard or read a lot about it until now. Actually, I was just scanning my list of new shows, and I saw this one. It kind of caught my eye. And I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, these ideas of alternate realities uh, and alternate. Um, you know, lives. I remember that show from a few years ago, the tra- time kind of traveling thing, Journeyman, and and a lot of other shows like this. Um, just uh, are, are real intriguing to me, and I, I'm gonna definitely give this one a watch when it shows up. Uh, I'll run down some other things that I'm not gonna talk in depth about. Uh, there's um, a few other little shows. We're get, getting some new animated series. Actually, one of them, they're doing a new Green Lantern animated a uh, Green excuse me, Green Lantern animated series, and it's from creator Bruce Timm, who worked on the Batman animated series, so that will be, I'm sure, pretty cool, and uh, there's also another show where, let's see, this one, it's sort of a a supernatural show, and it's going to be on, I think, one of the other networks, uh, not one of the main three networks, what's it called again, the American Horror Story, yeah, it's going to be on FX, starts in early October, so only a couple of weeks away. This is uh, starring Dylan McDermott, and uh, it looks pretty cool, and I'm going to give it a shot. It's on FX that's coming out, and of course, we've got a lot of returning favorites, Chuck and The Walking Dead and Fringe and The Big Bang Theory uh, and just lots of things, The Clone Wars, which I've talked about, Vampire Diaries, uh, it's just, uh, and Doctor Who is, is ending its, uh, or finishing off its series, season six, series or season six run. So 
tons and tons of cool uh, sci-fi and fantasy television for this uh, next few months and this year or this season. And I, I hope something that I've talked about on, on today's show has sort of intrigued you, maybe something you didn't know about, maybe something you did and learned a little bit more about. Uh, but it's uh, it's all looks good. I'm going to take a very short break and uh, kind of come back in a, in a couple of uh, a few seconds, a minute or so, and we'll wrap up today's show. Hi there, this is Rick Moyer, and I'm proud to say that I'm a geek. I love listening to Trek's in Sci-Fi podcast. In fact, it's the first one I ever downloaded, and I still listen on a weekly basis. I'm also the host of Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I talk about all sorts of geeky things, including my faith, television shows, movies, science fiction, and I share some cool music, too. If you want a refreshing look at life with a geeky twist, come take a listen to my program. It's called Take Him With You. You can find it on iTunes, or you can go over to TakeHimWithYou.com and listen now. Thanks, Rico, for everything you do. I just love Treks and Sci-Fi. All right. Again, I hope everyone's enjoyed this uh, week's uh, journey into television and a look at sci-fi and fantasy TV. It's uh, it's been fun to to get a feel for these shows. I think. Uh, again, you can see all these videos on YouTube. I also post links on the forums and and things like that. So so check it out. You know, pick out a new show. Maybe if you're not somebody who likes to watch a lot of TV, you know. Pick one of the ones I was talking about and give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Send me in audio comments about what you think of these shows. I, I'm happy to play those at any time, and uh, always uh, great to get those. TrekSF at gmail.com. Next week, I will be not here next week. I'm actually taking a business trip, uh, leaving next Sunday to go to Montreal for uh, a couple of days on business. So Rick Moyer is going to take over the Treks and Sci-Fi Center seat, and he's going to look at the TNG episode, Shades of Grey. And Rick mentioned this one to me because he thinks this is one of the the lesser uh, or the the not so great uh, TNG episodes. So it should be kind of fun to to hear him talk about that uh, next week on Treks and Sci-Fi. In two weeks, I'll be back, and we'll look at uh, in two weeks at the original 1956 movie Godzilla. That's the one with Raymond Burr, and where Godzilla wasn't such a goof like he is in later movies, and is is really an um, you know just a cool cool old monster movie that I thought would be fun to look at. So that'll be in two weeks. Next week, uh, Shades of Grey with Rick Moyer. So again, uh, thanks everyone for listening. iTunes reviews, please please go to iTunes, put up a review if you've never done that. Uh, definitely do it. Uh, that is always great to see those, and I appreciate it. And uh, donations again, Trick SF. PayPal, treksf at gmail.com. So that's it, everyone. Take care. Watch some new cool TV. This is uh, the next couple of weeks. A lot of these shows that I was talking about are going to be premiering probably by, by the end of October. Most of, most of the ones I talked about today will, will be on the air. So um, check it out. I will talk to everyone in two weeks. Take care until then. Bye-bye. From far beyond the galaxies, I've journeyed to this place to study the behavior patterns of the human race. And I find them highly illogical. Girl meets boy. They fall in love. She says he's everything. 
she's dreamed of But when they get married, before he's aware She changes his habits, the way he combs his hair She changes him to someone he's never been And then complains he's not like other men Now really, I find this most illogical Take the case of your automobiles. Greatest invention since man discovered wheels. Hydromatic overdrive, floor on the floor. Push button windows, push button doors. Double barrel carburetors rush you any place, but you never can find a parking space. Highly illogical. Take the case of modern man. He works all his life. Gives it all he can, saves all his money, works overtime, pinches every penny, banks every dime. All he can think about is money, but you know that he can't take it with him where he's going to go. Now I find that fascinatingly illogical. Now is the time to journey home, to tell of what I've learned. My people, I believe, have every right to be concerned. For in spite of computers and advanced psychology, behavior patterns are still a mystery. I predict the future of this earthly human race is that having made a mess of Earth, they'll move to outer space. Well, there goes the neighborhood. Totally, completely, absolutely, irrevocably, highly, illogical. For more information, visit TreksInSciFi.com Write to Rico today at TrekSF at gmail.com That's TrekSF at gmail.com Set a course for Earth. Maximum warp. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. I'm Captain Kirk. Treks in at ease before you sprain something. Your weekly dose of kinky goodness and entertainment news. This mission would have failed without your help. I won't be speaking. The podcast where no one has podcasted before. Captain Cardassians yet. Not with, we're not done with the Cardassians yet. Not with the strategic importance of that world. Thanks for joining us for... Tracks in sci-fi. Tracks in sci-fi.